I looked at it, it's like it's two hours long. I was like, oh, yeah, I got it. not tonight. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and Netflix seems to be putting out stuff. And it's hilarious. So because quick. It's yeah, like, it's I good. literally have nothing better to do, but I'm like, eh. I've been watching an Australian <laughs> reality show called Instant Hotel, where people compete <laughs> to make sure their be- their Airbnb is the best. Is that what that's about? Yeah, yeah. It's five couples, and they each run Airbnbs, and they each go to each other's um houses and rate them yeah there's a bitchy gay couple that's awesome you know what the, isn't there we watched a canadian series like that when we had cable a long time ago but it was dinner parties oh yeah so i had an idea yeah. it was dinner parties because one of the houses i recognized because i used to pass it when i drove to your apartment and everybody had to up outdo the other people for the best dinner party yeah yeah well so that's we- what we're watching ladies and gentlemen hope you enjoyed this episode <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to a new episode of True North Nerd. Yay! Yay! This week we are going to talk about our experience at Toronto Comic Con. Yay! They kindly provided us with press passes this year. And, that was nice of them. Yeah. It was super fun. And hopefully, uh, maybe they'll do it again for one of their other shows. You know, that, that would be nice that, of them too. That big one that's in uh, August. August, maybe. But uh, as always, with the with the original people here, we have Jen. the OG Hello. crew. We have Ryan. That's me. And Kevin. Hello. So we'll start off this episode as we start off every episode with a little bit of news. Ryan. Okay. So it's hard to decide what the biggest news of the week was because there was kind of two, well, a few other things too, but I guess two big things. One. Disney rehired James Gunn. Yeah, the Guardians that, of the Galaxy I, Three. I think that's fairly big. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that, it I was the we, talk of the show. It was. Oh yeah, was, yeah. Uh, Because what? When did it happen? Friday afternoon. Friday. Yeah, because I messaged you guys on Friday yeah, when you were at the con. Yeah. yeah, and we got it kind of after we got off the subway. Yeah, like it, it was. We were walking we were, in the building and we're like, "What the hell?" We were radio silent, and then all of a sudden, the the messages get kept coming in. Um, no real details on it other than it's not going to start shooting <coughs> soon. Suicide Squad 2 is first. It's yeah. his priority. latest is uh, 2021. Which uh, makes sense because when they canceled it, everybody, all the other actors, well, now I got to hold schedule. my schedule. Yeah. And, like Batista's Went doing back to Dune wrestling. and he's going to be wrestling in <laughs> WrestleMania. In a, is that two months? Or a month, month and a half. Isn't and it this month? Next April, month. isn't it? Yeah, so like a month, month. that's next yeah. month. That's like a month away. I'm, I'm curious. As you said, there's no more pay-per-views between now and WrestleMania, yeah, it's so. It's a, and there's one a month. April's yeah. not like a month away. April's like two weeks away. Yeah, but it's not, the, you know, it depends on when in April. Yeah. <laughs> it and could be a month away for WrestleMania. In a match that I'm not looking forward to. Eh, two old guys fighting each other. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> it would have been okay 
Except for the fact that, like, Triple H has been rehabbing for, like, what was it, two, three months? When he yeah, blew least, out his arm not... on the, oh, the last yeah. match? It's, you know, I thought he was done. Because this is a match that's been rumored for a while, oh, yeah. and nobody thought anything about it. And then Ric Flair's birthday comes along, and Batista beats up Ric Flair. So... <laughs> On his birthday? On, On his, his birthday. birthday. And the man is 70. And last year, he nearly died. Like, yep. in real Aww. life. Yeah, not a wrestling angle. That's not nice. Yeah. But wrestling's a fun place. Yeah. And Apparently. and and not and on the other side of that, at his real birthday party, Batista was there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, so... Um, we well, don't we, know we, any details of why this came about other than it sounds like they've been in talks for a little while. Oh, yeah, so for the sounds going. of it, they've been in talks. The, the, pre, is this the president of Disney or whatever, the guy, the guy in charge, they've been talking. He's, he thinks that, you know, he accepts his apology and thinks that, you know, he's not the same person like he says. And it was in bad taste and bad decisions when he was young and... He's and forgi- everybody else the, is forgiving him, so he's forgiving And I'm betting the too. cast when we're not doing it without him, or at least a good chunk of it. Well, and I think there was some other stuff that came out about the person that was that started the whole yeah. stink, and that you know kind of th- didn't didn't hurt his case to come back. I think it's it's good. Like you know, he made some very tasteless jokes that there's no defending, but at the same time, he's apologized for them, and it's not like he made them this year. He, no. he was. He made them a while ago when he was a younger guy. And quite frankly, if you went through my old, old podcast, there's probably a couple things I said on there that I wouldn't be too proud of now. So, <laughs> I We've can, all I said something stupid it. when we were and, young. And, you know, it, it would be different if we found out, oh, he said this like six years ago. And then like three years ago, he did this. And then yeah. two years ago, like, like, you know, if there's a constant pattern of that. But, it, you know, by the... By the sounds of his his cast in various movies, it doesn't sound like he's a bad guy. Yeah. So, hopefully, that is the truth and that sticks to it. And Disney doesn't have a mess on their hands. Here's hoping. Yeah. Uh, so sticking with Disney, the other you know, big news number two: the Disney Fox merger is finally complete. Yay! Yay! only yay because now we can stop talking about that and figure out what comes of it now yeah Yeah. it's all great that it's done but i think i think it was mostly done so disney has lots of um content for their streaming platforms oh yeah i think it's that i think it's bringing in a bunch of properties back under their roof like like the original uh, original version of Star Wars. Star Wars that Ooh. well, not just that is the distribution rights to yeah. Star Wars yeah. and Empire now back in house, which is good. And you know all the Marvel properties with probably I imagine there's a couple exceptions still. So Spider Man, Spider Man, the distribution to Hulk movies. Yeah, because it's, that's, owned that's, by it's a weird loophole. The only characters I was just looking at a chart. The, the only characters that D- Disney does not have the Marvel Marvel characters Disney does not have the rights to are She Hulk. <laughs> uh, Is that tied up with the Hulk right? Yeah, so th- yeah, that's over at Universal because that's why we're never going to get another Hulk movie because Universal has the rights to release oh, Hulk Universal. movies. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was some, I thought it was uh, they also have Namor. Do they still have yes, Namor? They do. They still have Namor. Oh, okay. Huh. And uh, there, uh, any characters, any Spider-Man characters that haven't appeared yet in a 
Marvel Universe Spider film. So yeah. So the, so but, your extended Spider Verse is not part of the. So now Disney's going to go after Universal. <laughs> I I don't. I'm very curious what the deal is with that. Like. Universal has the rights to make Incredible Hulk movies, but Disney has the no, rights they to... Don't, they don't no. have the rights to make the movies. They have the rights to distribute them. them. Uh, okay. That's why the Hulk can the first be two. in other movies. Yeah. But that was also when Marvel Studios wasn't making their own movies. Yeah. It was making them in conjunction. Because Iron Man came out through Paramount, right? Yes, originally. Yeah. Uh, so I wonder when we get to an Alien Queen Princess costume because you know yeah because now alien now predator the alien die hard is a disney queen yeah. lisa simpson is a disney princess yep <laughs> well she's not royalty uh, well <laughs> so yeah that's an, another franchise universal's gonna have to pay disney licensing rights for for their theme parks yeah <laughs> yeah and because that ride's fair like that whole area is fairly <laughs> new, new right yep. yeah it's, they're not gonna switch it around yeah. for something else I don't think the I don't think Disney's rushing to put the Simpsons into their theme parks anyway. No, it doesn't really fit. Like no. it, Disney's also pretty good at like, you know The one franchise I've heard the one Fox franchise I've heard rumored might go into a Disney park sooner rather than later is Ice Age. See that that but that's can, more that, that yeah. fits. Yeah. 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 It's a, Disney has been very good when it's buying up some of these things to keep stuff mm-hmm. where it makes sense. Like it's there is a reason why Marvel isn't really publishing anything Disney. Right. Like the, oh, yeah. There's not a DuckTales comic through them and stuff no. like that. That's going through... Uh, it used to be Joe Comics for a while was doing some of them. And Wasn't Boom? IDW and oh, Boom have all had cracks at yeah. it. Because, lo and behold, they're all good at all ages stuff. Yeah. So it makes sense to yeah. kind of keep some of that yeah. stuff there. So I imagine the same goes with the same mentality goes with theme park stuff and everything else. I, I would think you, you've got to have the right location for it and the right yeah everything for it. You know. Next, so this is probably the biggest news though. Okay. Uh oh. The wild stallions are gonna ride again. Ah yes, Keanu uh, Reeves and Alex Winter put out a video thanking the fans and saying that next summer. We are getting a Bill and Ted's three. They're I, so old. Yeah, but, yes. it's, uh, but so, it's perfect because yeah. you you make the movies. Like, why isn't the world turned out the way they were told it was going to turn out? Yeah, because that happened? is apparently the plot of it is that, that, that they were young teenagers that told they were going to be the most important people in the universe. They're going to write the song that would change the world. <laughs> So I'm I'm curious how it is handled. It could like it could be very interesting. Yeah. And you know what? It, we haven't seen Keanu Reeves do funny in a while, so it's and to see Alex Winter in front of the camera. I was going to say, doing... do you think the other guy ran out of money? No, he's been <laughs> directing stuff for the last little while. He did a really uh, good documentary on Napster, like that he produced and directed. Like he's just he moved behind the camera and he did that. Uh, you know, he's getting ago. that lucrative documentary money. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's been living no, off that Bill and Ted d- money. Come on. No, there, he did a couple other movies. Yeah, and, no, he's uh, he's he's a pretty busy guy. Yeah. yeah. So, but not, I like, just I'm, I I am excited enough for it that I noticed somebody else who is semi well known is very excited for it. So I'm already trying to call dibs on him being a guest on our show when the movie comes out. Okay, who's that? 
I'm not going to say okay. just in case it doesn't work out and I okay. look like a moron. I wish they would just keep 80s franchises back in the 80s. Like, yeah. we don't need... Let, let's let's come up with lie. something new. I don't know. Like... I don't care that there's going to be another Ghostbusters movie, and I don't care that Terminator 7 or 12 or 42 is coming out <laughs> soon. I think it's 6. 6. And the title is yeah. Dark yeah. Fate. Is Dear God, so, Why Are We Doing This Again? In addition, again? I'll tell you who it is off air. In addition, the person just emailed me back and said, ha ha, for sure, buddy. <laughs> so okay. he, I have verbal confirmation that he will do the show next year. Excellent. Okay. Excellent. So yeah, that's one of the new Terminator was, the title came out and it's called Terminator Dark Fate. Yeah. Apparently it's ignoring every movie that came after T2. Yeah. Which and, isn't hard because they're all terrible. Yep. Uh, and than it's coming out November stuff. 1st. I haven't seen a Terminator movie since Terminator 3. Well, you can forget all about it because this one replaces it. What about the Sarah Connor Chronicles? Actually, that was good. That, that show was pretty that good. That was pretty solid. Yeah. But... Yeah, come up with something new, well, people. Even the last movie talked about there being multiple timelines and stuff, so that's where it all fits in together, really. I should show is, you the fake trailer for the last movie because it is fantastic. Is Christian Bale going to be in this one? No, he wasn't in the last no. one. Uh, was it four that he was in? Uh, what was yes, the one where yes, he screamed he was, out at a uh, yes, that was four. lighting tech or yeah. something? Yeah, that was the the fourth film. But none of them after two were really connected to one another, so no. it doesn't really three matter. Three was Genesis. No. No, three Salvation. was uh, Rise of the Machines. Rise of the Machines. Four was Salvation. Yeah. Five was Genesis. Yeah. Okay. I think I stopped watching it after two. Two is a, two is the best. Is a good, good, solid movie. Up. I honestly and... don't like any of them. No. <laughs> it's it's no, not a fandom that. I could get into. But after two, you should just stop. Come with me if you want to live. Oh, no, wait. I saw the third. Is that one with the girl ter- Terminator? Yeah, yeah I yeah, saw it's that. It's pretty terrible. Other terrible. than there's a really good truck case in it. Yeah, with, with, the, 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 with the crane. Yeah. I'm sorry, Terminator fans. I think they're all terrible. Meh. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, so Captain Marvel has uh, passed uh, the $800 million mark already. Woo! Not surprising. It's worldwide mm-hmm. box office. So it's well on its way to uh, getting a billion dollars. Yay! Uh, ooh, the title of the next DC Comics big event. Wait, they haven't finished the last big event yet, have the they? Last two big events. Oh. Um, DC's Year of the Villain. Oh. Oh. Is this in the publishing side? Yeah, it's comics. Oh, okay. This is comics. I know we don't do a lot of comics news, but I thought this was interesting. Mm. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be like Luther and the Legion of Doom going out and upgrading every villain that they can get their hands on and get, didn't, didn't convincing that already them to, happen it's a com, it's comic story i know it, always, it always sounds really happened. familiar oh yeah what was it called there was a i want to say acts of vengeance but that was a marvel crossover yeah but there was a, a dc villain i want to say it was there. called like villains united that's what it was mm. wasn't it wasn't no, it that was that was to infinite crisis no wasn't villains united when the Evil Justice League from uh, like Earth Three or whatever the uh, Injustice League came over, and that's when they did all those ti- the, the 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 covers with the villains. I don't know. I, don't I didn't read any of the books. That was like in my non DC mainstream. Period, I want to say so. there were like three, there were like three or four miniseries going on at the same time. Uh, yeah, it was a prelude to Infinite Crisis. Oh, okay, yeah, two thousand five, and it was one. written by Gail Simone. It was a miniseries. Yeah, 
But it also tied in with a bunch of other books. Oh. And then there was an Infinite Crisis special. Yeah, so it was The Secret Six. Uh, apparently Ezra Miller is re- reportedly uh, rewriting the Flash movie script with Grant Morrison. That's cool. Yeah, apparently it's in a bid to keep that movie alive. <laughs> is is the rumor floating around is like he, he doesn't want that movie to die, yeah. which is, you know, I, I can understand that, especially if he really likes playing the character, but... The, it, it, at the same time, not exactly the world's greatest sign that they want that movie to get made. No. Yeah. Um, oh, so apparently, so remember, we have, we have two more trilogies, Star Wars trilogies coming. One from yep. Ryan Johnson and one from the guy, the, the showrunners from Game, Game of Thrones. Of Thrones. Yep. Yep. So that one apparently starts filming this Oh, yes, next this coming fall. Yep, and it's an old Republic's. Well, that's, that's the, the rumor. That's the rumor that has resurfaced because that one, was the rumor originally when they is, got it. Yeah, is that it's going to be take place hundreds of years before the Skywalker saga? So, in like the old Republic times, uh, and to quote, Disney wants to open up the Star Wars timeline and appeal to a more Game of Thrones style audience. So they're going to put dragons and boobs in it. Well, they already have dragons. They have crate dragons. Now they're just going to be riding them. So there's going to be a lot of nudity. (laughs) No, it's Disney. It's Star Wars. Yeah, Yeah, I know. But yes. Oh, sticking with Star Wars rumors. uh, One of the the latest Star Wars rumors for a Disney Plus series is the Ewoks. Ewoks. Yay. Uh, It it can't be any worse than the 80s series. Exactly. Because, yeah, I'm watching well, that right Well, no, it didn't necessarily, doesn't necessarily need to be cartoons. No, I know. We but could it, get live action Ewoks again. Yeah, it can't be any worse than the 80s Ewoks movies. Because I've just watched those pretty recently. <laughs> Yay, Ewoks. And then we've got, we got a whole bunch of new trailers this week. Um, yeah. We got, since last recording, new Avengers. Mm-hmm. Yep. With all kinds of new footage of characters in different places. Whether in different suits. In different suits. Now, remember, doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be in the movie. Because we all remember yeah. what they did with the Hulk running around in, in, you know, in the Wakanda fight. That never happened. And before yeah. that, Ragnarok. They, they, yeah, they Thor they with two eyes. Certain scenes that, yeah, well, uh, they don't want to spoil it. Exactly. No, it's it's good. good that they do that. No, exactly. Um, we got Toy Story 4. Yeah, after yeah. seeing that trailer, it makes me actually want to see the movie a bit more. Is Bo Peep the villain? She seemed really... I, you know what? I think she's as much of the villain as What's-Her-Face was kind of a villain in the second one. What's-Her-Name? Sally? Oh, yeah. Is it more along the lines of she Don't wants Don't leave things. me, Woody. I love you. Jesse. Yeah. I think you mean Jesse. Jesse, yeah. Jesse, yeah. But uh, it looked all right. Yep. A new John Wick trailer. That looked yeah. really good. He's kicking all kinds of ass. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I'm saw that sorry, this morning. The, the, the fact that like there are scenes with him on horseback fighting guys on motorcycles with ninja swords. And then transferring to a motorcycle to continue fighting those guys. And like sticking a sword in the motorcycle and then grabbing the guy as he's driving his motorcycle on the other motorcycle, shooting him in the head. Yeah, it looks pretty awesome. I think I might watch it when and, it comes on Netflix. And the the fact that what's his name from uh, uh, Jason Manzukis 
<laughs> not only is in the movie, but got his own poster. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen the posters yet. Yeah, it's just like a character poster. Yeah, yeah. Like a, of each of the guys. I think he's called like the TikTok man or something oh, like nice. that. Yeah. It's, man, it's I just, I, I'm happy for him because he was campaigning jokingly for a part in the podcast. Oh, right? was he? And how did this get made? For years, they every once in a while, like... John Wick 3, we're three assassins, and like it would go on and on. And I don't know if they ever thought about putting the other two hosts in, but he definitely got it. So, And one of my favorite trailers for the, the week, we got the first trailer for Stranger Things Season 3. I haven't watched it yet. Mm-hmm. You haven't watched, watched Season, season one, 1 or 2 yet. No, we watched Season, season one. 1. Oh. Eh. I love that show. It just... It hits the right buttons for me. Yeah, it's just the just scary enough to keep you in suspense while I'm watching it, <laughs> but you know, not give you nightmares. So next, uh, that's that pretty it? much it. I've, that's it for me. I've got a couple. Oh, uh, actually, there is one more thing. The Star Trek news. There's Star Trek news. Yes. Which Star? Well, Trek the Star news? Trek news was that uh, Captain Pike and his first officer will not be returning. Oh, Rebecca Romaine oh, yeah, Stamos. Yeah, 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 and, which, when it, it Wait, was Rebecca making, Romaine Stamos is in it? We haven't gotten that far, I guess. There's like yeah. a scene in she, one episode. in one episode uh, so far. Uh, like, yeah. Yeah, they, but they, they were making a big deal about two main cast members not returning for season three. I'm like, oh, so I read the article. I'm like, yeah, they both have. I never expected to see them in season them three. Stay yeah. for another season, yeah. Aw, Captain Pike doesn't stay. No, he said one. They said one season contract. So yeah, it doesn't make sense like for him, him to so stay far. anyway. Like it yeah. makes sense for him to leave and go back to the Enterprise. Yeah. Geez, that uh, that ship has a revolving door and captains though, don't it? Yep. Yep. And they always pass up poor Sabu. <laughs> Saru. Sabu. Whatever his name. <laughs> Saru. Is. Zabu. I don't know. There's been some casting on the Picard show. Oh, yep. we know that. Uh, we don't know much about anything. We uh, some of the actors are like Australian models and you know people like that. Nobody you've heard of has been cast on the Picard show. Yeah, okay. Uh, I hope they call it the Picard show. Now I, the, the rumors the it's going to be Picard. called Star Trek Destiny. Should be called Star Trek Picard. Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be kind of awesome if it was called the Picard show? And after he quit Starfleet, he started hosting a variety show on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's so different, and he's not a captain. He's a talk show He's a talk show host. <laughs> and he gets different aliens to come on and talk about archaeology. Welcome to my favorite omnipotent being, Q. <laughs> no, Q is the guy on the, the sidekick on the couch. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Oh. He, he had McMahon to Because he, he can bring Johnny. anybody. He yeah. can bring anybody to the sofa for him to be, interview. <laughs> The stupid alien pet tricks. Uh, it's Soraka <laughs> Vulcan. Aren't I dead? Well, you were until Q brought you. <laughs> Just for this interview. Then you're going back to being dead. <laughs> um, so as we started to discuss before we started recording, it looks like the Marvel Netflix series are probably dead dead because uh, the the prop store, is, which has locations in LA and London, is auctioning off uh, stuff from it. So, yep. may, most importantly, costumes and props that Ooh. are kind of expensive to make, and they wouldn't be selling them off if they thought they were going to be reusing them anytime soon. Well, with those contracts, they wouldn't be able to reuse them for like, what, at least what two we've years? heard about them is true. Yeah, so it, it kind of makes sense. Um, I I really hope that they, some of those guys get another crack at it, especially 
You know, Daredevil, he was really good in that role. But Well, the Daredevil showrunner signed a contract with Disney uh, to develop stuff for Disney+. Plus. Yeah, so we'll see. They, they, Disney is also very good, as we have found out, at finding out those loopholes in those contracts. Oh, yeah. Hence why we got Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch and the Avengers. You know, it's... That if they can find a way to make it work, they will. But at the, this moment, it looks like they're dead, dead. Um, the other thing I noticed is uh, Amazon seems to be going forward with a Dark Tower TV series. Oh, oh cool. Um, there's no order for it yet, but they have done some casting. So Sam Strike, who is on uh, a show called Night Flyers, which... I heard good things about, but it got canceled after this season. And is he that was an in, Australian show? Uh, I think maybe. And he's also he was also in Mindhunter, the uh, the one about the FBI guys interviewing serial killers oh, okay. that did create like the profiling division. The mm-hmm. Netflix that was on Netflix. Yeah, he he was on that. And as the Man in Black, I'm going to butcher his last name, Jasper Pacacoin. Pacoin. Spell it. P A. Double dots, A, Ooh, double dots, umlaut. not an umlaut, no? double dots. Okay. K-K-O, double dots, N-E-N. He is on Vikings, and he was in Black Klansman. So mm. he, he was like one of the main guys on Vikings, I think, if, the, if I recognize this picture correctly. So finally... We have a new comic company opening up by some semi-familiar names. AWA Comics, which is uh, I it's being financed by a number of rich people, but uh, (laughs) the the publisher is going to be Bill Jameis, who was the publisher with Marvel that helped pull them back out of the muck. Like he was there during the Ultimates line creation. And just bringing Marvel back up to the standard that it was. He was the guy who brought Joe Cazada on as editor-in-chief. And speaking of editor-in-chief, Axel Alonso, who former Marvel editor-in-chief, has come on as editor-in-chief at the company. Hmm. Interesting. So they've announced a couple books um, with some well-known creators. Peter Milligan's doing a book called American Ronin. Uh, Frank Cho is doing a book called Fight Girls. Um, there is going to be, uh, apparently work from, uh, uh, Reginald Hudland, Garth Ennis, wow. uh, J. Michael Stravinsky is apparently involved. Now, is it saying anything, is it like creator owned, like image stuff or? It seems to be a little mix of both. There, there'll be some creator owned stuff and there'll be like a shared universe stuff. Okay. Hmm. So we'll see. Uh, this isn't Jemis's last, uh, like... He's done other comic companies since leaving Marvel, none of which have really panned out. Uh, most famously, he did one with a uh, digital like uh, video game company, Take-Two. Okay. And it just didn't go anywhere. But he also didn't have the star power that this one seems to be lining up. Um, so, yeah, there, there's that. Um, Deadwood trailer dropped today, which I'm excited about. But I don't know how... Sort of geeky that is or not? <laughs> well, it's geeky for you. Yeah, because I love that. Westerns show. are another form of escapism. Yeah, I suppose so. And it's another genre. To, Brent's been trying to get me interested in westerns since we started dating. And um, I just read a Jonah Hex trade. 
<laughs> the uh, the uh, Jimmy Palmati part of the, run. Part of the Palmiati. that's one of Palmati's best. It's a, it's some good stuff. I just read an issue that was almost all silent. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, oh, so while we're in the news, this isn't really news because I am going to put the the thing on here that I am almost certain this is one hundred percent bullshit. But it's kind of interesting if it were true, so I'm going to talk about it. Okay. So okay. put this with a red stoplight. This is probably bullshit. Take okay. it with a grain of salt. So Christopher Nolan is writing his next movie. Uh-huh. Um, it is going to star, uh, oh, what's his name? Denzel Washington's son, who was in Black Klansman. Uh-huh. And uh, Robert Pattinson. Okay. There is a weird rumor going around that... This is the Green Lantern Corps movie. Now, it is all based on coincidence. So, the idea is, because the last we heard of the Green Lantern Corps movie, it was going to be a buddy cop film kind of thing in space, with Hal Jordan as one of the characters, and Jon Stewart as the other. Mm -hmm. So, you had the main casting done in unknown roles of two fairly prominent actors, one white, one black. That's where part of it was goes. Was Nolan attached to Green Lantern at all? No. In fact, they, that's why I'm also calling bullshit. The last we heard, Jeff Johns was writing the script. And we know whatever this mystery movie is, Nolan is doing the script for yeah. it. Now, the where everybody goes, see, see, is the release date for this mystery Christopher Nolan movie mm-hmm. is the release date that they had pegged for the Green Lantern movie that has yet to be made. Oh. So, and, and, and it's both Warner Brothers. That was my next question was, is it a Warner film? Yeah, because I think that's all Nolan makes in his movies for. So, um, put it with a big honking deer lick yeah, grain of salt. I'll believe it when I see it. But I thought it was kind of funny to hear it. it deer lick grain of salt. You, <laughs> especially since eats. like nothing about that Green Lantern screams that it would be a Christopher Nolan movie. Like no. do you see him doing like a buddy cop anything? Uh, no. Not, not really. really. <laughs> it's... So yeah, so I, I not just, a buddy uh, cop in space. Well, he's done some weird outer space like, stuff. Well, yeah, but, I, yeah, but space, his outer space stuff is, tends to be a little more serious than buddy cop. I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, it would be one of those things if we found out he was producing it and not directing whatever this film was, mm-hmm. I would tend more to believe it. I don't see him making a movie that's not his story, his characters right. at this no, point. That makes I sense. think he's kind of done that, been there, done that. No, he did his okay Batman He did his Batmans, yeah. Yeah. But I, I thought I would mention it because it popped up today. I'm like, really? Somebody <laughs> leaves this? But at the same time, is like part of me thinks that wouldn't it be cool? I don't know about Pattinson as Hal, but yeah, why not? Um, the 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 other kid is John Stewart. I could definitely see. So you could always do it. He could be Kyle, and Kyle and John. Yeah, even that would be a better. Which fit. one of the two is older? I don't know. Denzel's. I, I haven't seen that movie. Um, you mentioned his I son. would say that out of out of Pattinson and. Then Zelskid, I would say Pattinson's probably the older of the yeah, two. Okay. But, eh, 
It's a, it's something fun to think about that isn't going to happen. Yeah. I, I can almost put money on it, but... What are you doing? I don't know. It keeps playing music. What are you trying She's to do? She's playing games on her phone. I'm paying attention to the podcast. Yes, sure you are. So let's see you do that tomorrow on uh, Sunday. Why? What's happening on Sunday? You're recording your own podcast on Sunday. <laughs> so spoiler um, in uh, no, it's not a spoiler. It's a little bit of announcement. So we have been threatening to do an all women's version. Screw of this. you guys! I'm doing my own podcast <laughs> with hookers <podcast>. and <laughs> blackjack, and blackjack, and cocaine. And... <laughs> so Jen yeah. has assembled a, a panel of people to come on. I'm going to hit record and basically leave the room. Super team. What's your topic? I don't know yet. <laughs> I Who's mean, on the panel? Surprise! Uh, That's a surprise too. There's going to be Serena, Tracy, and Karina. Nice. Yeah. So it should be interesting. Mm-hmm. And I don't know when I'm putting it out. Yesterday, I did an interview with uh, Julia Nash, who uh, was the director of a documentary called "Industrial Accident," which is on the about the. Uh, record label t- wax tracks. Ah. So um, she was very, very nice. I talked to her for about half an hour on her drive home about the documentary, and uh, that interview should be up shortly after this episode is up. Cool. So, hmm. so uh, yeah, it was fun. I, I like doing those things. It's every once in a while. It, it's very music nerdy though. So yeah. it's. I know, but it's it's our show. I figure we can do what we want. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so, we spent the, from recording, we spent the previous weekend at Toronto Comic Con. Yes, we did. Um, we got press passes. I was moderating uh, panels, and uh, I had a lot of fun this year. It, it seemed like a it very good vibe show yeah. this year. You didn't get to really do too much, though, because you were doing a lot of panels. Yeah, so um, one of their regular moderators, other moderators besides me, had to drop out of the show, so I got to pick up the slack, which I'm fine with, and I got to do a lot of stuff. That's cool. Um, Sketch duels. I'm trying to think of... Intro to writing. Yeah, so I did a... I did... Um, did I do a writing panel? Wasn't there an indie writers panel? The front. Oh writing. yeah, it was. Well, it kind of became an indie comic book panel because yeah. it, 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 the guest list sort of changed up as the show went on. But uh, I got to talk to uh, for half an hour. Well, forty five minutes. I got to talk to Ron Wilson, who, uh, unless you're a comic book geek, that name's not going to mean it's, much it's, to you. It's pinging something in the back of my brain, but I don't know. Exactly. Marvel two and one. Oh yes. Like, and remember how we were talking about the the thing like. The Pegasus project, project Pegasus uh, that was all him. Is he did, because he went from Marvel two and one to the thing, right? Okay, uh, he's just he's worked in the industry for so. Did long. you mention the Pegasus stuff and Captain Marvel? I, that I didn't. The- we didn't talk about Captain Marvel. We talked about the thing a fair amount. We talked about Captain Britain because he worked on Captain Britain like in the early the Claremont days when oh. most of it was UK when stuff. it was all still UK based. Yeah, yeah, which I have in hardcover, by the way, because I like Captain Britain. Is it the Alan Davis art stuff? <laughs> no, even before that. Oh. Yeah, it's before Alan Moore and Alan Davis came on and worked on the character, like the, the original costume. Oh, before it got really weird. Yeah, so, well, it was still kind of weird. Um, 
Beyond that, he also did the WCW comic book for Marvel. He huh. did uh, he did Marvel's He-Man comic. Okay. He, he worked on that for years. Like, he's one of those guys who has had, like, a long career and had a lot of interesting sort of things to say about comics in general. And he's launching a graphic novel via Kickstarter. Cool. Coming up. Um, do you remember Super Boxers? Vaguely. Vaguely. Well, apparently he's doing a sequel to it. That sounds like a brand of underwear. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else did I do? I'm, I'm sketching jewels. The sketching yeah, the jewels. Were there fun. was the, yeah. uh, the, the which jewel, one did you guys color? catch? The, the Archie one. Ah, Dan Parent, Dan Parent yeah. Fernando Ruiz. And then my in my I have a time hop app on my phone, so it shows me like things I've posted from years ago, and it popped up like when we did it last year and apparently i went to that sketch panel last year too because i'm like hey i know those guys <laughs> it, i i will say it time and time again i say it to their faces i love doing sketch duels with those two guys because they and i don't want this to sound bad they don't care right they have no they have ego they, uh, they will do whatever well, they draw archie what for fun. a living yes so i mean they've got uh, this really fun quick loose style that yeah. lends itself well to a sketch duel. And they were saying in the 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 uh panel that we were at is that there is really no limit to Archie so they can yeah. adapt those characters in that style to anything. Yeah, I I helped Brent out by asking some questions when the audience was Yeah, cuz Quiet. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and that was my first question was like, do you think there's anything the Archie characters can't yeah, do? Exactly. And basically the answer was no. No. They've been decapitated and put well, into World War II fighter pilots. So and- as I was re- pulling up my news articles that was talking about, there was an announcement that there is a uh, Jughead as a time police or comic coming out oh. like it's been solicited i don't i just saw the headline so there you go it's, well isn't there a currently an archie in the 40s series where like archie is a returning world war ii fighter pilot with ptsd i have really? no idea <laughs> yeah it, it wouldn't surprise me it's a, they do these kind of series that like you hear about after the fact in yeah. some ways See, Archie is such a good example of of uh, an everyman character that he's really malleable for any yeah. situation. Mm. So it's really e- well, not easy, but it's it's believable to have him in those kinds of situations, especially also since he's been around since since the forties. The forties, yeah. yeah. I I always love the I love, but also kind of sigh without fail. I always get the the question for those two guys of. Betty or, or Veronica, Veronica. And, so, but they have not budged in their answers in the last four years. <laughs> so next next year we have to ask a different question, like Veronica or Betty. No, mi- <laughs> Midge or Ethel. Oh, interesting. I know uh, our good friend Jay Fosgett. He usually gets put in the sketch duels with them when he's in town. Because the three of them are, are fast as well, yeah, right? They can churn out cartoony. stuff pretty quick. Yeah. Um, it, when that question has come up, Jay has al- always answered Cheryl Blossom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't go for either of them. Uh, and uh, uh, we got uh, post-apocalyptic Archie was the or yeah. Archie in the apocalypse was yeah. the the sketch that I I loved. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the the yeah, it was the recreation of the scene, the the end of 
Planet of, of the, the Apes. Apes. That yeah. was, and then there was little Archie with little Archie with his eye melting out. Little little zombie Archie. And that's not the same. My other sketch duel on Sunday wasn't was was bad. Because I got uh, Mike Ruth, who is, uh, he's done a couple of these with me. He he is doing a book called Dodge right now, which is about a, it's a spinoff from a comic called Retcon that I never wrote. All I know about Dodge is it stars a Russian bear man with a machine gun. <laughs> so Not you know. to be confused with the comic that we saw available at the Big B booth, where the guy... Was a shirtless guy who fights bears. Yes. Oh, who only yeah. only is superpowered when he has. When a, he was raised by bears, and when he yeah he only has his superpowers when no, he doesn't have a shirt way. on. Okay. <laughs> um. So I had him. I had Sam Agro, who is m- more known for doing storyboards at this point than anything else. He does a lot for like Nelvana and Canadian-based animation companies. And uh, Casey Parsons, who is an independent artist in Toronto, who's I did not know before that panel, and I now know his stuff a bit more. And that guy is good. And uh, Sal Good Sam, I think, was the other guy that I had on it. And other than Mike, none of them had done sketch tools before, which surprised me about Sam Agro because he's been around the convention scene in Toronto for like decades at this point, and I guess he's just never been asked. Mm. And they got uh, Glamrock Modoc was the <laughs> the sketch subject, and, and and they had a full forty minutes to work yeah, on. Yeah, well, they right? they're well, all a little bit slower, yeah. so but it, it was still in total four sketches to give away. That's the best part about the sketch duels, really, yeah. is that the sketches get given away after. Yeah, and these we guys, have yet to win one. No, but these guys cracked out the watercolors for it, and like, oh, they they turned out spectacular for that kind of thing. So. Yeah, that that was good, and my panels went well. I did one on coloring and inking that was really interesting. I, I wanted to go to that one, but my my body just wasn't letting out. me going on, to go back on Sunday. So, yeah. um, so the it, it was interesting because it, the uh, the the name of the panel, like the subtitle, was the rhythm section of comics because that's kind of what they are. They're the bass and drum of comics. They yeah. they kind of hold everything together. And it it was interesting them talking about it because I also had like for those guys there was a good sort of uh, stretch of career like you had old school inkers you had digital inkers and colors that were both digital but did stuff with like physical stuff and there you had all sides of all the arguments right and it was really. I basically only asked a couple questions and then they started asking questions amongst themselves because they all work differently. And that's nice. Yeah. So it was interesting to see. Um, I've been sucked down a rabbit hole of Archie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm looking at the, Oh, now you're trying to figure out the one that you're, you were talking about. Yeah. It's called Archie 1941. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Archie enlists. In issue five, Archie is MIA and presumed dead. Ooh. His friends and family are devastated. It's written by Mark Wade. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. When was it? And Brian Augustin. Peter Krause is the artist. When was uh, it how old is that? Yeah. Uh, issue five. Uh, it's hard to tell on this website, but it's available for purchase from Archie's website right oh, now. Okay. So. Huh. There's also a book called Vampironica. <laughs> yep. And Blossom 666, where either Cheryl or Jason Blossom, one of them is the Antichrist, and they both want the title. 
They're also doing a crossover with Dynamite with Red Sonia and Vampirella and Betty and Veronica, I think. Yeah. I need uh, to get the rest of the Mark Wade. There's a book yeah. called um, uh, Betty and Veronica Vixens, and they're like in a biker gang. <laughs> well, when we were at the panel and they announced the 10 year anniversary follow up to Life with Archie, Kevin's face just went, oh! <gasps> I don't because I just remember going into the comic shop. I loved were, that book so much. You would go yeah. and hang out there just so just you could read like, it. Is the new Archie in? I re- used to read all of those digests that you got at the grocery store. Like that every- you can still get at yeah. the grocery store. But it was like every time I went to the grocery store with my mom, I got one. Uh, my brother used to get, uh, what was that Disney magazine for kids? Was it Disney? Disney Adventures. It was, yeah. Something Disney Adventures. Like yeah. It was about the same size as yeah. the Archie and about the same price. So he would get one of those and I would get an Archie. And it got to the point where I had like hundreds of them. Um, and I got rid of all of them in university because I got tired of lugging them around. But <laughs> I, I read them and reread them and re 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 read yeah. them. So I love Archie. That's There's why I can't read. I can't. I don't want to watch Riverdale because I really don't want it to ruin the Archie in my mind. Jughead the Hunger. Yeah, that's the werewolf book, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's some fun stuff. Archie, Archie horror. I yeah, also want a, the well, and like even if you look at like the the one I always bring up is that uh, that criminal uh, that uh, st- <laughs> storyline. Try that again. What the, the criminal storyline? Last of the Innocents that Brubaker and Phillips did. Where yeah, they're not named Archie, Betty, and Veronica, but it's definitely them. In a like a like noir story, and it's just fantastic. Is if you if you have the imagination, you can really do a lot with those characters. Mm-hmm. Still, still gunning for Josie the Pussycats versus Alien, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did go to outer space. That's why I think that one would work. I'll pitch it and write it. Yeah. There's a there's a music book called The Archies, and every issue has got a different music artist guest starring in it. One here's got Tegan and Sarah. One's really? Got, one's got Blondie. Oh, that must be an expensive book to make because you have to do likeness rights to a certain extent, I imagine. There was a live action Archie movie like years ago. Oh, Return, Return to, to Riverdale. Riverdale. <laughs> we should watch it. Uh, I. <laughs> Dan got asked about that in one of my panels once, and he just shook his head. <laughs> it was uh, a middle-aged Archie going to his high school reunion. So, um, yeah. this show, Toronto Comic Con, is much more of a comic book-based show. For sure. Yep. It doesn't have a huge amount of panels outside of the comic book stuff. And some people complain about it, which I don't I don't get. It's like, this is the warm-up. It's Fan Expo is the, the huge show. This is the smaller one. Yeah. So. But John Reese davies was there, and uh, Corbin Burnson, Ron Perlman was there for yeah. a day. Um, unfortunately, Ryan Hurst had to cancel, but... Um, um, and uh, Dan uh, Fogler. Dan Fogler, yeah. Um, and um, Anya from Buffy. Yeah, so it's like there were, there was a good amount of guests. And Emma, Emma Caulfield. Emma Caulfield, I couldn't remember yeah. her name. That's the only one that I'm like, hey, I know that name. <laughs> <laughs> Um, did anyone go to any of the celebrity panels? No, I, I no but there was there was always big to. lines. Yeah. Like when we were waiting for you to come out of your panel, 
there was the lineups for those celebrity ones were happening because it was just the next room over. Yeah. And they were filling up that doc- that area where the Daleks were. Playing. I didn't wonder. Uh, so at lunchtime, Jen and I took a walk to out to Front Street to grab a hot dog because that's mm-hmm. much more cost effective than buying a twelve dollars slice of pizza. And you can yeah. watch our walk back on Facebook. I, uh, yes, I, I got to admit, on the Sunday I was strapped for time and I just caved and got the the, the, the ten dollars slice bop and. But what amazed me were the number of cosplayers just sort of hanging out in the building. Mm -hmm. I don't think they had tickets because they were in parts of the building that weren't uh, part of the con. Because you didn't need your ticket until you went downstairs onto the show floor. So as long as you hung out upstairs, you were probably cool to just hang out and be seen there were photographers set up everywhere yeah um yeah so it was it was pretty interesting and we did make a cool little facebook live video it was a Mm -hmm. 15 minute walk back from front street (laughs) what did you guys like about the show though like because i I know the comics aren't really the the huge things for all you guys but was there anything in particular that you kind of you dug or was it just wandering around looking at the cosplay? I always like going to those shows to shop, honestly. Yeah. Uh, not just to like, well, I like to buy stuff, but let's face it, I'm not made out of money. I like to see what is out there, what toys are out there and, mm. and stuff like that. So I really love going through Artist Alley. Uh, my geek pick is actually somebody from Artist Alley. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> um, and I like going to your panels. Um, Aw. Aw. <laughs> Because I can tell you what I honestly think, and uh, oh, <laughs> they're always good. They are. That's they are. what I honestly think. It doesn't mean it's a bad thing. <laughs> and I do love looking at the cosplayers. My big thing is that I find a lot of conventions to be too crowded, and that's just a personal thing with me. Is that I don't like yeah. huge yeah. crowds. So we went on the Saturday because that's when you we were able to get passes, um, and it was a little bit too crowded for me. But having said that, there were still places you could go and get out of the yes. crowd. Whereas yeah. at Fan Expo, they're using that entire building, yeah. and there is yeah. no you escape. To that second floor, and exactly. there's nobody there. That's why I don't. That's why I don't go to Fan Expo. Is that yeah. it's just I found the last time I was at Fan Expo, though, if you went to the north building, sort of hung out near the panel rooms where they, you know, there were yeah, because people forget play. there's anything going on down. Yeah, up near the theater, up that side of the building, there there's usually space you can get out of the crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, those old, yeah, I still really like this one. I think that I'm probably going to still stick to the Sundays because it's if usually less crowded yeah. if I can. But uh, it's super fun going with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, anything in particular stick out to you on the show? Or? Oh, well, no, was, yeah, no, I had a good time. Like, I just, the vibe of this year's show was just, it was, you know, it, just, it felt like you know, there was a good vibe. Everybody was having fun. You didn't hear anybody complaining about yeah. it. The biggest complaint I heard from anybody on the whole weekend was about the new tag, uh, the new cards with the RF yeah, ID okay, chips in I them. can kind of understand uh, that a little bit. Since there was no heads up ahead of time on that this was going to be happening and that, because it was used to just getting a wristband or a, yeah. a, a, a lanyard with a card on it or something. But this year's, you know, so we had to go into the app or find an iPad, one of their iPads to log in yeah. and register it. So a lot of people were like, oh, well, what if I don't have data on my phone and this and that? We did it when on Saturday when you, I'll say Saturday with you through yeah. your phone. It took us two minutes. To yeah, it wasn't anything. You know, you, we had a signal. It was fine. When Jen and, and I... And, it, and let's be clear, that's for the multi-day passes. It wasn't for the single-day stuff. Uh, single days were sure? still wristbands, I think. 
I don't know, because when Jen and I went out to get hot dogs, when we came back in, somebody had just left two lanyards hanging on the on the push the yeah. button. Yeah, because even on Friday, I saw oh. people with passes so, that just oh, said see, Friday. I, yeah. I saw yeah. a bunch of people that had the wristbands. There were pa- passes uh, that just said Saturday. Uh, so I think, I think a couple of people it. left the show, knew they weren't going to come back, and left the passes there in case anybody wanted to use them. See, and I think those are a great idea, because I know, well, especially Fan Expo in the past had real issues with overpopulation and too many people right with those rfid tags you can definitely tell how many people that are much there. clearer idea of what the numbers in the yeah, building so that are. they don't have to worry about being shut down they don't have to yeah they can like quickly post oh we're full so you don't have like seven thousand people lined up around yeah. trying to get in plus the whole if you pre-register it they said uh if you lost your your pass yeah that too there's the added security they, you could get a replacement yeah, it, it, as long as you followed the steps and filled it out yeah. and stuff like that. Because they could just go in and be like, okay, deactivate that so yeah. no one else can use it and, yep. they don't, and issue you a replacement. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I thought that those tags were really a benefit for and everybody. And they didn't hold the lines up that much, you no. know. And this from what is a I heard, smaller it's show. A, the test yeah. will be fan Well, and from what I heard from other people standing around, it's not something in the state. It's, this is a thing that happens. Yep. Yeah, that's. Uh, Fan Expo, I can see a couple more bottlenecks just because of the way the convention center's laid out. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I mean, come on, people. you got to have some patience. Yep. <laughs> well, that's a, I think that's more the problem with these conventions than anything else. And that's not with the convention or the organizers. That's no, it's no. just people. You get that many people, people, especially when it's hot in the summer, people yeah. get upset like it like my my complaint and it's not a complaint against the convention because i've looked at it six ways from sunday is uh artist alley on a busy day is a conveyor belt you you, you can't stop or you get ran over right yeah. and it's, yeah that's one of my my problems with going when it's too crowded is that i really want to stop and look at things and i, yeah. I can't but how else would you lay out exactly. that area without giving them their in, an entire building unto themselves, which yeah. isn't feasible? No. And, and the other thing is that even if they had more space, like if if they took over, even for this small one, if they took over both buildings and spread things out, it would just mean that well, they would let more to... people in. Yeah. So it would still be as crowded. And it would jack up ticket prices because exactly. they've got to pay for that yeah, on the yeah, building. Exactly. It's, you know, so I think it's just the nature of the beast. Like yeah, if you want to uh, go to conventions, it's, it's something you have to accept, and which is why I don't tend to go to the super busy ones because I accept mm. it that it will happen. <laughs> but it, Ryan's right. All the guests seemed to, like, from my perspective, not to tell tales out of school, and I'm not going to mention any names, but every once in a while you get somebody on a panel who is obviously either having a bad day or be just doesn't want to be there. Yeah. And I didn't have that at all this weekend. Not even a hint of it. Everybody was happy and cheerful. Now, granted, maybe it's a little bit different with me a little bit because now I've been doing this so long that like Dan and Fernando recognize me right off the bat now and we have a little bit of a rapport. Like yeah. we're not mm-hmm. friends, but it's like they know me and they know what I'm going to be asking and my style and stuff. And that puts them at ease right off the yeah. bat, right? Well, they so, don't have to worry about you. Yeah, and it's that honestly I think that's why I keep getting the gig is they know that I show up and they know that they don't really have to worry about me. So yeah. like the only person I saw that seemed to be not having a good time was the one woman in the line just ahead of us to go into your sketch duel. Oh. Who was upset that they got, I guess, that they had to leave the room from the previous panel. Yeah. 
and that's and then just, get in line to come back into the same one. And that's just their policy. I don't know why they enforce it so much at this show because mm-hmm. it's like the even the sketch tools which at Fan Expo are packed. Yeah, like I the the standing room only. This show not so much. It's just the well, nature that's of the, the thing. show, and it, right? And they, yeah. they had no problem getting back in, in to get in, you know, to get a yeah. seat because they were right in front of us. Uh, but you know, they you know at San Diego you can sit in the same room all day if you want. To the, you know, you never Which have is to bullshit. No, you can't. Well, yeah. they started, well, that's the thing. I know. That's what I was <laughs> sure that they started saying that. You know, they started clearing people out of the hall H. The, the hall H and the major halls. They cleared them it's out. It's a after safety issue. They used to let you, but. Yeah, I mean, it's. I can see it as a safety issue, and and you know, you want to make now, sure that they, they've made exceptions for this sort of stuff. Obviously, like, yeah. Last year, I had a guy with a broken leg. They just let him stay there the yeah. entire time. <laughs> I was kind of surprised I didn't see him this year <laughs> because he, by the end of it, we were buddies. <laughs> Hopefully, his leg wasn't broken this year. Yeah, that's true. But uh, my only, I guess, other disappointment was I didn't get any. Any, I didn't find any deals on any toys I was looking for. Yeah, I found some of the new stuff I was looking for, but because it's so new, everybody had the you know it was it was con jacked up con prices. Mm. Um, but the, that's not. Well, but that's again, not out of the, the conventions. No, no, it's not at all. Yeah. No, that's that's but con I mean, life. That's the difference between going to a convention and going to a toy show. Yeah, well, yeah. even at a toy show, the brand new stuff yeah. would probably be you know jacked up because yeah, yeah you can't find it anywhere else mm. yet. So yeah, I didn't really see any supply and demand. I usually I try to when I'm at those at cons I try to look for like vinyl pops that I'm looking for and things like that. But and somebody blowing them out. Yeah, yeah and I, you look for a deal. Like I I don't want to go and spend thirty dollars on a vinyl pop. I mean they're fun, but ugh. yeah. But I mean I don't usually go to look for uh, anything specific, like specific toys or anything yeah. like that. I just like to look around and see what's there. There was a lot of cool Sailor Moon stuff I can't afford. Yeah, and, there was uh, a ton of anime stuff. Yeah, yeah, more so than there has been in the past couple of years. There's still not a lot of Star Trek Discovery merch out there. I don't think there is in general, no, though, right? I think CBS holds it pretty close. You can, If you want anything, you got to buy it through, From their website. through StarTrek.com. So we'll see when I go to Star Trek Las Vegas this summer. Oh, I'm sure there's going to be tons. Because <laughs> I need some Star Trek t-shirts. I can't go to a Star Trek convention and only wear Star Wars t-shirts. I've got like four <laughs> Star Wars t-shirts, but I only have You'll one. You'll get beat up. <laughs> I wore a Star Trek t-shirt to Disney World once and uh, got yelled at a lot. Yeah, by, uh, to, to go on like, <laughs> Uh, like a little bit of a tangent is why do you think that Star Trek hasn't cracked that Walmart market? I don't know. Is, is it just they haven't tried, you think? Well, or? I was super excited when we went into EB after the show. We went to Vaughn Mills. And it's like, <laughs> oh my God, they've got the disco t shirt. It was a baby, baby onesie. onesie. <laughs> Aww. That old... doesn't fit you. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I'm like, I want the disco t shirt. But no, it was a baby onesie. So, yeah. Maybe How we did can you find the show, one. Kevin? It was fun. Um, I uh, went in on a very, very limited budget, and uh, because of a very major purchase that I made this week, Kevin I, bought a new car. Yeah, it was nice. It's a I very like nice. It. Major I like my car, purchase. but he ferried us there, so the, the, it, we got the test. Uh, so, um, I. I like a convention with lots of panels, yeah. and uh, Com- Toronto Comic Con has. A track of panels, but and your panels are great, but they're but uh, yeah, that's there are there are the couple celebrities that they bring in for it, and that's yeah. sort of it. Um, I mean, I 
I, I'm an old school fan who used to go to Toronto Trek, which was a, a fan run con, mm-hmm. and the whole I would spend the whole day just going to different panels on different topics and and listening to fan arguments and getting involved in fan arguments, and it was fun. And uh, uh, cons aren't like that anymore. Uh, I thought the f- I think Fan Expo is more that than this one is weirdly, but it's, it's yeah. not quite the same thing either. Right? There's more corporate involvement. In these conventions, especially Fan Expo, because the studios and the publishers are have presences there, yes. and the and the networks. Um, but uh, you know, um, I enjoy just wandering around with you guys and helping you spend your money. <laughs> like, hey, look, Jen, there's this is really cute. It's a unicorn thing, <laughs> you know. So that's fun. I'm and- an easy target. <laughs> Hey, look, it's Sailor Moon. If it's Sailor Moon, sparkly or adorable, I exactly, <laughs> exactly. I find I, I said as we were wandering through Artist Alley, like there's there are three genres of artists in an Artist Alley. There's spooky, creepy. Yes. There's super cute. Yes. And there's anime. Yep. And then anime there's like, slash borderline uh, inappropriate. Yeah. Borderline. <laughs> yeah. Well, depending on the table. That's true. So I, I I find it fun to just wander around and uh, look at stuff and chat with people and you know yep. so I had a good time. Uh, it was pretty laid back this yeah. con for me. That's so. why kind of why I like this one. It's it, like I'm a big comic book nerd, right? So this this is the show geared towards me. Yeah, lots of long boxes if you wanted to go long box diving. Yep. Yeah. Lots of good deals on trades too. Yeah, uh, I took uh, I took a little bit of uh, that. I don't. I, I Chad and I are on a budget too, right? Now, yeah. So it's. But we, we did really we both, well, actually. Yeah, but we both got some good stuff. Yeah. Cool. Speaking of which, well, I know you didn't really purchase anything. No. Nope. But uh, Jen, what did you pick up from the show? What did you purchase? I. One's bought... your geek pick. I take it. No, actually. Oh, okay. My geek pick. I didn't actually end up buying. Oh, okay. I know what your geek. Pick is. <laughs> so what? But did I you will buy? buy one. Um, I bought uh, a copy of Mouse Guard. One of the volumes you didn't one have. Of the volume, the, I think it's the last volume I didn't have. So now I think I have all the hardcover, hardcover most guards. Um, what else did I get? We got we well the two of us got the new um, Queen Amidala book by yes. uh, E.K. Johnson. I, I got that too. Yeah, and Ryan got and that too. We and we got, got him her signed. to sign it. And we found out how Crokino ended up in uh, the Ahsoka, Ahsoka book. book. Yeah. Uh, I got something else too, didn't I? What else did I get? You got a print. Oh yeah! Oh, yeah. That's what I, I went to my favorite your... person and got another print. What's her her name again? Paper Little Paper Fo- Forest. Yes. So now I have four of her prints. I love them. This so one was Shira. So now I have Queen Nehalenia. I have Shira. I have Amalthea, and I have Sailor Galaxia and the Animates. Yay! <laughs> Ryan, what did you end up picking up at the show? Well, I picked up that uh, the the Queen Amidala book. Yep, and I picked up a uh, I picked up a copy of Samurai Grandpa. Have you started it yet? Yeah, I'm about two chapters in. Yeah, that, he, he's so good. It's neat, huh? Yeah, no, the art is the the art is great. It's a mix, you know, nice sketch feel, like watercolor, like almost like that old. Like, like you would expect to see on like the old scrolls of mm. like you know samurai type stuff, and um, apparently they're working on a prequel. That's what we were saying. Yes, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, that's all I bought at the con, and then I, I found a Star Wars uh, Black Series Jump Trooper on the way home. <laughs> I bought a hot dog. <laughs> I picked up... Uh, so our our friend Kevin Boyd was blowing out the, the last of his stock from his old store, and I picked up a hardcover of uh, Mutant Genesis, which was the Jim Lee, Chris Claremont, X-Men, the first like six or seven issues in hardcover, which uh, I'm a sucker for 90s comics, especially that era. It, it wasn't Liefeld, but, it, you know. Yeah. It's, well, that's the, like you were saying, that's the costume and look that they based the uh, 90s X-Men, X-Men cartoon yeah, on. Yeah, the cartoon's based off of it. And, you know, story holds up still. Um, it's a little bit on the verbose side, especially in the first issue, I guess because it was a It is an 80s comic, though, or e- early 90s Early comic. 90s, but I guess due to Claremont <laughs> thinking that, He's oh, it's a, a number one. <laughs> What are you, like four? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, if the, I can uh, make Jen laugh, that's all I care about. Due to... Uh, uh, it's not as funny the second time yeah. when you do it on purpose. Due to... Um, <laughs> but it's be- funny the third time. See, it's the rule of three. Stop saying doo doo. <laughs> due to... Okay, that's better. <laughs> it's late at night. Uh... It being a number one, I guess Claremont, like now reading it, I guess Claremont figured I have to reintroduce what all these characters can do. So anytime a character is using a superpower, he's describing what that superpower does and how it works. And it takes up like a quarter of the panel. What did he say about Wolverine and his adamantium? No, that's one of the ones he doesn't. But like Psylocke and yeah. Or in, like, Archangel's case is like, you know, I don't like the fact that Apocalypse took my wings and gave me these metal ones. But, you know, it's like updates on the character in case you were confused. And I also picked up uh, one of Titan Books Elric uh, hardcovers, which uh, I I love those. And this one in particular is uh, drawn by P. Craig Russell. Oh, cool. Kind of at the start of his career. so. Um, nice. Beyond that, I bought a game. Well, Jen and I bought a game. Called, oh yeah, uh, what's it called? Unstable Unicorns, Unicorns. from uh, Turtle Tea. Is it yeah. the people who Tea brought Turtle. you Exploding Kittens? No, no. Oh. Exploding Similar Kittens style is the oatmeal, game, I think. Yeah, but no, this is uh, TurtleTea dot com. Okay, have Exploding Unicorns, uh, Unstable Unicorns. I really want to play it. We and, can play. And uh, I bought a Brian Boland uh, Batman statue. Oh yeah, because and before it was like somebody's like, how expensive was that? So uh, Bigby Hamilton that has like a scratch and dent bin at all of these shows of statues, and they go like all their sort of the smaller ones are like forty bucks. But the scratches are usually very, very, very minor. It's a like paint flaw on crotch. So yeah. in particular, this one had a paint flaw on the bottom of Batman's boot, which, you know, might be an issue, except he put, you plug him into a base, and that paint the discrepancy is gone. Yeah. So I got a really- regular $80... $40? Yes, please. <laughs> I got a, a hot girl statue um, a couple, a couple years, years ago. ago. And the problem with that statue was that the fingers were broken, but she holds a mace. And when you put the mace in her hands, you can't tell that the fingers are broken at all. And it was, I want to say it's like $180 and $200 I got it for statue. 20 bucks. Yeah, you, yeah. Got a, you got that one super cheap. Yeah. And I it love looks it. awesome. It's in our. We yeah. finally got it in a display case. Yeah, it sat in its box for years, and now we finally got a display case. Yeah. 
Um, just wanted to mention one more thing about uh, you meant when we talked about um, long box diving. Mm-hmm. Um, we surprised that poor woman. At, oh, uh, yeah. So we decided, dear listeners, because we love. Uh, you seem to. You all seem to love the long box of doom reports that we do, and uh, we're suckers for punishment. So we went to a booth that had uh, boxes of comics for a dollar each. Toronto Comics. Yeah, it was To Comics. To Comics. Yep. Her name was Elizabeth. Yeah, her name was Elizabeth. One of the owners. Yep. Her, her husband owned and, the store. Uh, we'll probably do a more thorough shout out when we actually get to this. To we have no idea what she picked. So we basically cornered her, the poor woman, and we were like, "Hi, we do a podcast." Here's four dollars. Can you pick out four titles of this out of your dollar boxes? Don't tell us what they are, and we and we're going to review them on our podcast. And she was like, "Wait, you you, you don't want to know what you're buying? Like, what, what am I what am I doing?" And, and she's like, "Do you want me to like go through and pick them, or just like randomly pick them, or like whatever you want?" She's like, "But you don't want to know what they are." We're like, "Nope." <laughs> So she did, which was awesome. She said the, the first one she picked, and then she just started doing random and thought it was she had fun with it. And yeah, and then she put them together, but face down, so we can't. None of us have seen what they are. Did you tape them together, Ryan, or did she? Uh, I did. Yeah. So you, but did you manage not to see what was in them? Yeah, no. The, we put them. She put gave them to us. Uh, with you know front to front, so that we couldn't see them. Yeah. So I put them in my laptop bag, and then when I took them out of my bag when I got home, I just grabbed tape and taped it closed, and then taped the business card to yeah. it so that I haven't looked at. And them yet. so we also know who it was later yes. on when we. So yeah, our next, uh, our next long box of doom. Um, We've got material for yes, and from To Comics. So that was fun. Um, I I hope that she uh, she listens to this and and. Uh, We'll at least look to see when we do that review. Well, we've got she's the only one who knows address. what it is. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll send them the link when we do it. Yeah. Definitely. So overall, everybody had a good time. Yeah. I did. Good time. Yep. Um, I don't know what the next convention on our schedule is going to be. It might be Niagara, but that mm, even yeah. then we'll have to see. Niagara in June. We might hit some toy shows in the spring because yeah. that's usually. We're getting to toy show season in April, mm-hmm. May. I've never been to Niagara. I'd kind of like to go. Yeah, it's it's a it's like a relaxed, fun show. Yeah, it, yeah it's, it's my favorite. It's a two day show, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. The only problem is, is I've never quite figured out where they do their panels. Oh, I know they do. I went some to one of, of the panels. I went to a puppetry panel last year. Oh, it did was you? up on the second floor. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And you know, we went to. Oh, I went to. Yeah, I did go. They do have rooms off the, yeah. because I went to one with Karina. Yeah. Karina and I went and saw uh, Trish Stratus and Lita. Yes. I went to one on puppets because that was more interesting. Mm. <laughs> and you can have beer on the con floor, can't you? Yeah. And, I believe so. And it's in Niagara Falls. So it's if you if it's a nice day, which hopefully it is, knock on wood, because it's in June, it's gorgeous to walk around there, yeah, too. Yeah, we did that. Walk down we, went for, we tried to go to the Wolf Falls, but decided it was too far for us to walk. But then we saw Alien and Predator. Yeah. Oh, but there was another good guests. There was another year that oh, we Oh, yeah. They're, they're, yeah. They've got a good lineup. Oh, Leave It to Beaver's going to be there. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I'm curious. Ooh, because of that, What? who... Uh, William Zabka? The only real downside is that... Um, because it's Niagara Falls and because it's the summer, hotel prices are pretty expensive. Yeah. yeah. If you want to be within walking distance of the of the convention, mm. um, 
So we tend to drive down in the morning and spend the day and then drive back at night. And hit the the Denny's in Burlington on our way back. You go yeah. Saturday or Sunday? Um, Sunday, I think we went last time. Didn't good. Because Sunday, I... Sunday would be better for me. Okay. I, I will tell Sunday. you why after the podcast. Why <laughs> Sundays are going to be better for me this summer. So, uh, and after that will be Fan Expo, which we will be attending in Which is some the weekend before the long weekend Again, this year. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. because they, had the, the, they moved it this year. So, which uh, it, I was talking with Andrew from Geek Card. And he thinks overall it was a good move for them. Like, yeah, yeah. you miss out on the long weekend. But now you're not competing with oh, Dragon. I have to go to Niagara Falls. George Perez is going to be there, and he's retiring from conventions. Yeah, that's one of that is I think his last Canadian show. Oh, I got it. It's go. one of the last six he's got listed. So we'll figure out when we're going and everything after the podcast. I may even pay for a um, an autograph for that. Because I think he does autographs for free or they go to like hero or one of the charities or something which i'm completely i'd like to get a titans book signed and then hopefully after fan expo brent and i will be going to that kane county toy show outside outside of chicago in october yeah um my vacation plans are morphing because of the amount of money i had to buy spend buy a new car but i think i'm going to drop the disneyland half of my trip and (gasps) just go to the no Star, Star Wars Galaxy. Well, they're not opening the whole thing. The whole thing won't be open by the time I get there. That and you know what? If you wait a couple of years, they work all the kinks out. Yeah. There's so, that too. Yeah. So um, yeah. So I think I think Disneyland may be off the table for this year, but um, I may stay longer in Vegas and um, and lose and all win of this money. money back. <laughs> uh, we get the call from from Kevin. <laughs> I, got I lost good t- your house in roulette. I got How a- did you lose our house? <laughs> I've got a real good tip on a horse. I don't. Uh, I don't uh, gamble at all. That's a, that's one of the things about Vegas. Like the, somebody said, like, what would you do if you went? And I'm like, go visit the store from Pawn Stars. Oh yeah, I really want to. <laughs> and followed up by, what else would you do? Yeah, that's there's about just, it. There's, there's a roller coaster on top to of a tower there. Yeah, it's. When I went to Vegas, I was 15, so I wasn't allowed to go into any of the casinos. But my parents dropped us off at the the kids' at the cas- casino. No, at the kids' casino because in, we we were going by motorhome. So the the motorhome park that we were in had like a little arcade for kids, and you just won tickets. So in my you couldn't do anything during the day because it was too bloody hot. We were there in like August, which was odd, but you know school and stuff. So during the day we. We're in the shopping mall where it was air conditioned or we were in the pool. And then at night, my yeah. parents went to the casino and they dropped us off at the kids casino. And I won enough tickets for a whoopee cushion, Woo-hoo. which was the bane of my mother's existence for the rest of that motorhome trip. <laughs> Every time she sat, she sat, down. she sat, <laughs> she sat down. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're going to be hitting the convention trail and the movies are not going to stop either. We're going to get to see Shazam this weekend. A By the time early. this is released, we will have already seen Shazam. So, <laughs> does our next episode time out with the regular release of Shazam? I don't believe so. Let me take a look here. So, but you're going to have to to uh, release our special takeover. Oh, it might. What, what, Shazam opens April fifth. Yeah. Then the one after the episode after this will yeah. release on the eighth. Because I so. don't mind us doing spoiler episodes, but I like to do them when the movie's, the movie's been out. released. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a preview showing. Yeah. yeah. 
So I'm looking forward to that. Oh yeah, that yeah, it great. should be fun. Well, we know from Snow Hot from, Cosplay from got Ed's, to see you it. You get to the Canadian premiere. Than, yeah, and, and and he loved it. So he wouldn't give us any details, which makes sense. He doesn't yeah, want to spoil no. it for us, but he did say he enjoyed it. So mm-hmm. I'm. It, it looks like a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, so we have that, and then Endgame is Endgame after the next one after. Yeah, I think it's only three weeks after that. April twenty sixth, I think, is Endgame. Yeah, I'm after. so excited for that. We have to see that opening day. Well, yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I checked. Tickets are not available yet. Yeah. So. Oh, how was uh, Spaceballs? Awesome. Oh yeah. So Jen and I went and saw Spaceballs with Snow Hot Cosplay and his kids and and Liz uh, and Liz, a friend of Jen's. I love Spaceballs. It was so cool seeing it on the big, big, big screen. Yeah. Because you can see details that you you can't see on the little screen. Yeah, I wish I could have gone. Oh, it was so I love that movie. I was amazed at the how good the model for Spaceball 1 must have been. Because on the like she said, on the big screen, you can see a lot more of the details. I'm like, wow, they put a lot of work into this thing that's for like a gag movie, especially, yeah. essentially, right? And the hardest part was not reciting all the lines during the movie. I had to, t- I had to tell Brent to be quiet. What? I, I did. I did too. Were there many people there? Those were not um, oh, There was a few. It wasn't filled. No, no. It was. It wasn't empty, but it wasn't full. But it, I mean, it was. That's what you expect, though. Yeah. Now I saw that the coming up is what. Uh, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. the three, three original films. Yeah. Not not all three. There is a fourth film. Uh, well, I know. Just nobody likes it. The three good ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're making another one. Well, we'll see. No, they are. We'll see. I, I, I am. A, I have taken the stance of until film is rolling on a movie, it's a we'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> because things can fall apart in dramatic well, this fashion. Goes, this goes with a Disney rumor I heard, a Disney Parks rumor. There's the Indiana Jones stunt show at Hollywood Studios, yeah. and it's going down for a major refurbishment. Oh, okay. At, not because it's going away, but because they're totally changing it so that it will cover all five Indie movies, and it'll that would that's they'll okay. put a refrigerator for the guy to climb into. It'll reopen when Indiana Jones Five comes out. That makes sense. So. And it's uh, I especially like seeing stuff. Some of that stuff on the big screen is just like it, it's a treat in a lot of ways. Because oh, for sure, especially some of these movies, I never got a chance to. I was too young at the time that they came out, and yep. like uh, all, well, the Matrix was also out this week, and it was like I was tempted, but I'm like. Ah, yeah, see, I never saw that one on the big screen. Oh, either. see, no. I did. No. I think I saw it like three times. I uh, I didn't Matrix. see it until uh, I rented it with my girlfriend uh, back in high school. I guess it was. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, Austin you... Power. I'm looking at Cineplex's events. One of them is Austin Powers. Uh, I love Austin Powers. I am I am the weird person who does not like one or two and finds three fantastically funny, and that's usually the one everybody else hates. I like three. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they usually have some good. Like, we went and saw Transformers the the movie. Yep, that I've was seen, great. I saw two of the three Sailor Moon movies because I missed one of them. I've seen yeah. Blade Runner on the big screen, and which we, was I, fantastic. We, we missed we missed Ghostbusters this year. Yeah, but uh, maybe, that's one I'd like to they see. They seem just, to do it every year though around Halloween ish. Yeah. So, and with that new movie in production, I wouldn't be surprised to see it pop up again. Oh yeah, and then. Uh, the Matrix is coming Friday, March 29th. Yeah. Yeah. But it's in one. Oh, 
well, there you go. Try that again. Uh, when they have some of their event, you know, the the new movies, like the straight to home video, like when we went and saw the Death Superman, of Superman yeah. and, and the Reign of the Superman, that was fun. Yeah, I wish the um, fab, a lot more of the Fathom events would come up here. They do a lot of Doctor Who stuff. They do well. They they do seem to come up here, but just not up as far as we well, are. They don't seem. Yeah, New Market seems to get a Sometimes bunch more than they we do. They do a lot of. Um, oh, what is it that the Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand guys do now? Oh, riff tracks, oh, riff tracks, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, because they did Starship Troopers not too long ago, and I would have liked to have seen that one. It's a so yeah. that took a. That conversation took a tangent. So That's Toronto okay. Comic Con, we all had fun. Yep. Yes. Yay. Uh, we'd we would go, go again. again. <laughs> and we will be going to one of their other shows with Fan Expo yep. later on this summer. So yes. looking, looking forward, forward to, to that. Um, so Geek Fix. I got one. Me too. I have one. Okay, we'll start with Jen. So one of the vendors and artist alley um, at uh, Comic Con was... Uh, this person who makes, uh, she sews, so she makes bags and ballets. And oh, is this the purse you almost bought? Yeah. I, I regret not buying that purse. Um, she makes so many things. And, like, I hate to phrase it this way, but I'm gonna. A lot of the homemade stuff you see in Artist Alley's, not a lot, but a chunk of it, is not great. Like it's not sewn properly or it's like a really easy pattern yeah. and you're like, eh, why would I spend money on that? This one really stands out because she actually uses, uh, for a lot of her bags and stuff, she uses a lot of fake leather and um, like she has zippered bottoms and she has really, really high quality. Uh, so anyway, her name is, uh, the business is Made by Meg. Um, you can go to madebymeg.ca. That's, uh, made by and then M E A G dot C A. Uh, she's on Instagram at made by underscore M E A G. I'm following her on True North Nerds, so you can also look at through our True North Nerds followers if you like. Um, and I've decided that this is going to be a present for myself. I'm going to commission a bag from her because I really regret not buying one, especially <laughs> that oh, she had this pork purse, so you can pick the fabric and you can pick the design. She did a really nice Porg purse uh, with an expandable bottom. She's a knitter, so she makes knitting bags. And, you know, I always could use more knitting bags. <clears throat> <laughs> so I think, uh, yeah, that's my geek pick is uh, made by Meg. And uh, everybody go check out her stuff. It's gorgeous. Ryan. So I watched... Um the second series of a show I enjoy on Netflix. Uh, season two of the Dragon Prince cartoon came out. Oh, cool. Uh, so nine more episodes. And yeah, the, the quality is still at the high quality show, animation and story. A lot of story, uh, character development. Um, by the time the ninth episode rolled around, I, well, first off, I didn't realize it was only nine episodes. I was at least figured it was 10, but you know, both seasons were only nine. And yeah, you know, once again, left me wanting more. Uh, it's done by the same people that did Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, even has a few of the same uh, voice actors in it. And uh, that's fun. It's a fun cartoon. It's uh, yeah, not a, really, it, with it only being nine episodes uh, per season, you don't really get any stinkers in there. Um, yeah, no, it's on Netflix. Watch it. Awesome. K? 
Kevin. So I think I'm the only one who's up to date with this show, but Star Wars <laughs> Resistance just finished its first I season. I now I have an option trying. of watching it, so I will be up to it date. It hasn't shortly. been posted on Rogers on Demand yet this week. Whenever, well, mm. last time I checked. When I checked on Wednesday. I watched it on... Are you sure? Because I'm sure that's where I watched it the other day. No, it wasn't on when I went on Wednesday night. And anyway, it's good. It's good. It's the last. It's really okay. So it's caught because when it started, you guys like, were both like, like eh. yeah, it's uh, all these characters are annoying. Oh my gosh, I don't really know if I can follow these people. But uh, it's been a whirlwind of the last five episodes, and it just it's ended. Well, the last two especially catch up to Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. So. So the events of Resistance are happening concurrently with the events of Force Awakens, and uh, things have become desperate for our characters, and um, the First Order. Some there. the okay. first, yeah, it's it's just gotten really good, and you're seeing you're seeing events from uh, from Force Awakens from a different perspective now, mm-hmm. and uh, the animation takes some getting used to because it's not Rebels or Clone yeah. Wars. But it's really clean and interesting to look at. Uh, the voice acting is good. Um, the yeah, it's just it's just improved uh, a hundredfold. Uh, I really can't wait for season two of Resistance. Um, in the shameless self promotion department, <laughs> um, I am my improv team is doing a show uh, as this releases this Friday, March 29th in Barrie at Ferndale Banquet Hall. Tickets are 20 bucks. Uh, if you're interested, hit me up on Facebook through our Facebook page and I'd be more than happy to set you up with tickets because a good time will be had by all. Our show this time is called Soap on a Rope. Nice. So uh, I'm going to do one that is also semi-self-promotion. Are you uh, talking about our brand new website? Yes. That well, I have been blogging on three weeks in a row now? Yep, I've got a, to, next week I'm going to post something. I haven't decided what I'm going to do yet. Though. Yeah, come on. Pick up some slack. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> so I didn't get a chance to record any of my panels this year. Just technical difficulties. Oh, yeah, that happens. But... but a gentleman named Jamie Colville, uh, he had, he managed to score uh, the website domain of thecomicbooks.com. The like, comic books? Yeah, thecomicbooks.com, oh, wow. like years ago. Okay. He's been going to conventions and covering them for, like, since I started doing them, like, started working them. And he has posted up uh, all the panels that I did. Oh, nice. the audio. I don't know how clean the audio is because he just kind of puts a recorder between me and the guest, and and that's it. He doesn't plug into the board and stuff. Oh, which, okay, so it just picks like, up. Like Lord knows that worked out for me this year. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so my meet the pros panel and my Ron Wilson panel and the the inking and color panel, they're all up there. So if you go to thecomicbooks.com, one that's all one word slash audio.html you'll be able to find uh those panels and a whole bunch more because he like he goes to san diego it looks like at least like every year or every Mm. two years and covers panels there so 
yeah. Um, if you want to hear what was going on, then you can check that out. I'll put links up on our Facebook page that, that, that go to them. But. And our webpage, truenorthnerds.com. Yay, yep. truenorthnerds.com. So for my geek pick, I picked up the first issue of Spider-Man Life Story this week. We were uh, talking about that while we were playing Apex yeah. Legends. Today. So I'm going to put a little bit of an asterisk on this as well, and I'll explain why in a minute. So it's written by Chip Zardesky and drawn by Mark Bagley. And the idea behind this comic series is it's uh, Spider-Man in real time. So the first issue is basically all revolves around uh, Peter debating about what he should do in regards to the Vietnam War. I guess because he's a university student or he's the, the breadwinner for his family, he's got a little bit of an exemption. But he's also like, you know, the, with great power comes with... Great responsibility. responsibility yeah. And should he be using his powers to fight overseas in Vietnam? And it it's a really interesting take on that. So um, the nice thing about the story is Chip didn't go the route of retelling Spider-Man's origin for yet another time. He's mm. been Spider-Man for about four years at this point. So he's in college. Uh, I'm... He's kind of with Gwen Stacy at this point, and from there, we're going to... I think the next issue takes place in the 70s. So, like, we're, he's going to be aging along with the comic, not yeah. how he's been aging in comics so far. So, it's a, it's a cool idea. It's, it's, it's been done before in other books, but I, I like the idea of it, and I like the fact that Chip is also tackling stuff that spider-man in theory would have to think about yep and it, like and he talks to like because he's unsure of it he talks to captain america about the issue right like and because cap is like the ultimate soldier in some ways and the symbol for america and it's uh it's and it feels like classic spider-man at the same time uh, i'm curious how the the rest of the issues go the the promo image for the next issue because um, we move into the 70s in the next issue, is uh, like a pumpkin bomb, but disco bald. Oh, it's nice. a, it's a, And the covers for the series are looking spectacular. They're, they're kind of minimalist. Now, the asterisk is, I don't know how the series is going to go after this issue. It, it, who knows? Maybe it'll start going off the rails. And I can't decide whether I'm going to get it monthly or if I'm going to wait and get it when it's collected. Because it's a it's a good storyline, but I feel it's one of those ones that like maybe you'll read better in one sort one of sitting, book yeah. sitting. I I don't know yet. But how long is the series? Uh, asking me question. Uh, six issues. Oh, it's only a six issue series. Okay. Yeah, so it'll be all collected in one oh, yeah. trade or one hardcover yep. when it comes out. But uh, it, it's a, the first issue is a good read. And you don't need to know anything really about Spider-Man in order to get it. It's taking a fresh start. As long as you kind of know the origin, you're good. But uh, I wonder yeah. if they're going to change the inside art. Because one thing I noticed when I flipped through it, the art style very looked like similar to that like the '60s drawings of Spider-Man. The way it's, it's drawn. very much how the characters were designed at the yeah. time. Yeah, but with so Mark Bagley's flair to it. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to do that with each. Time jump, like do That's like seventies style, eighties style, nineties yeah, style. Because he definitely has that. Like he did the the Harry Osborn sort of weird hairdo. Yeah, that I don't know how to explain it. It looks like it goes in like the little bumpy hairs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it's, 
but it's uh, the first issue is it was a good read. Mm. It, I am definitely going to be getting the entire series. It's how I'm getting that series. Yeah. I don't know. So that's it for this show. Um, uh, we've got a lot coming up on the horizon after a little bit of a kind of a quiet period. So, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully you stay tuned. Um, in the meantime, oh, I guess I have to update the, the end liner now. Mm-hmm. Because we have a website. 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 Uh, website. Website. Where can you find the website? Who wants to take that one? TrueNorthNerds.com. So Jen put together the website on uh, some time off. So. You know it was me because it's full of porgs. <laughs> when you started to say the word porgs, I, yeah. I, I, I Porg- yeah, I'm like, yeah. wait, what? Because <laughs> it's filled with porn. Yeah. <laughs> Corn, a, maybe. Such a face just to sexy, so... Yeah, that's going to be our next website. We'll be sex your face, set your face. Sex your face is facing. And it's going to be the true north. Is there a porghub.com? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Let's find out. Oh. Okay, maybe we should do this off air. Let the poor people go. Porghub.com. I hope you get all sorts of weird pop-ups. This domain is available. It is. But I guess uh, with that is... Uh, it is like this domain is available, and underneath it is you know how they give like the suggestions of uh, what you can do with it. Yeah, all porn. Yeah, that's why you populate it with porgs. Pork porn. That's a whole other. Th- yeah. <laughs> and on that wonderful. Whoa! Note, <laughs> I think it was bedtime. Yeah, you've been listening to True North Nerds, and next week, uh, Shazam! Shazam, or us taking over. Oh well, we're not sure when that's going to fit. We we got to see how how your that's a special goes episode. First. No, that's the first episode of our new series, Nerd Girls. <laughs> True North Nerd Girls. True North Nerd Girls. No, that's the porn site. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> gone wild. And on that, good night, everybody. <laughs> Set your phasers to sexy. You've been listening to the True North Nerds, recorded at the Utility Cupcake Research Kitchen. Reach the nerds on Twitter at True North Nerds, on Facebook under, surprise, True North Nerds. And you can reach them by email at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. If you like the opening theme song, it's called Set Your Phasers to Sexy by Kirby Crackle from the album Sounds Like You. Please go to KirbyCrackleMusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it. So set your phasers to sexy.